it's Whedon, I don't get all bent out of shape about it because um, his shows transcend him. Like Buffy is more about, you know, the um, the feminist. And just because, you know, it's turning out that he's a hypocrite doesn't mean that the show's values, because there's, a, you know, they're ensembles. The cast is an ensemble. You're, you're saying like Michael Jackson is a great artist. You, we, you, you can't look at all of his pedophilia. No, 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 no. Michael Jackson is a completely different scenario because Michael Jackson is the musician. He's the guy in front of the stage. He's the one dancing. With Whedon, though, Whedon is just the writer and director. Like, yeah, we're not but, seeing him on the screen. So the, so the Jackson 5 is fine. Michael Jackson yeah, yes. by himself. It's problematic, but, yes. But, but here's the okay. thing: like, right. every, I know the rules now. Every one of his new shows are marketed as Joss Whedon's, you know, sitting on a toilet taking a dump. Now, not anymore, I mean, Dan. <laughs> not anymore. Well, not now, but but they were. So sorry to go live on this, everybody that is watching. It's just we started this conversation, and I plan on doing this during the show, so I didn't want you guys to miss any of it. Uh, we will be back right after these brief words. Hopefully Max will be oh. set up by then. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>
music comes down to your personal preference. Like if you can look past the guy and enjoy the art, then God bless you. Um, I've turned on <laughs> once in a while. I have had no, I haven't had any urge to listen to R. Kelly since he started peeing on people. But you know, it's all no, personal preference. No, I would. You haven't had any urge to listen to R. Kelly since you found out that he was. Yeah, peeing. <laughs> he's been peeing on people for a long time. I'm guessing. I would actually argue against you. That bladder is JT. <laughs> because I mean, yeah, the the person is the front man, like like R. Kelly. But I mean, do do you actually think that he does all of his own music? Because he does. Well, there's a production team. Yeah, there's a yeah, production yeah, there, team. There's, there's, a, there's a production team. There's a whole bunch of musicians that you know normally don't get credit. It's like like anything in pop music. I mean that that that's also a giant production. It, it's just that they put that one person in front because they no, no, always I, have. I agree, and that's what sucks. Because with music, again, it's everybody's personal preference. But with music, you're hearing that guy and you're seeing that guy. So it's that guy who's you know quote yeah. unquote the problem. With the movies and television, you've got a, especially in Joss Whedon's case, like with his shows, they're all ensembles, and he's never in the show. Which thank God at this point, because I can still feel good about watching Firefly and Buffy. What Max? Uh, I came in here late. So what did Joss Whedon say or do? What, what is the... Oh, yeah, no, no, you haven't heard? <laughs> no, I, heard, I heard he got into some shenanigans, but I didn't get the, the full details, so I'm still... I'm shenanigans. Still... Uh, he he um, was not very good to Christina Carpenter when she, uh, he found out she was pregnant. There was other issues. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg came out after that who played uh, Buffy's little sister on... Buffy the Vampire Slayer and said after an incident he wasn't allowed left alone with her on set. Hmm. And um, a few other cast members have joined in from Buffy. They're all coming out in support of um, uh, Fisher from the Justice League accusations. Saying that Joss Whedon has been problematic since all the way back with Buffy. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh it's weird because, like, I don't, I don't want to watch Kevin Spacey stuff, but like, I, I, yeah. actually, that's not true because I still like the Usual Suspects. Yeah. You know, so Seven. it's like, it's, it, yeah, is, is the product any good? Then I can probably overlook <laughs> this dude being an asshole. Um, you know, as long, like, yeah, I, it, it really depends on what the thing is for me. I know that's probably not the correct answer, but, uh, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm not going to not watch The Usual Suspects because Kevin Spacey is in it, but I'll definitely not listen to R. Kelly music because I never really liked R. Kelly music to begin with, so I'm perfectly fine to not listen to R. Kelly music, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's whatever, like, are they all assholes? Sure, I'm, I'm fully willing to, I'm not, like, you know, defending Joss Whedon because, like, I love Firefly, but you know, Joss, Joss Whedon can still be an asshole, and I can still like Firefly. So I, I I don't know you know like what where that puts you know on the correctness level but uh, yeah it's just like is the thing really really good then okay well like an asshole makes good art go figure but uh, hmm. if it's mediocre or bad it's easy to dismiss and it's easy to dismiss that person because they make bullshit anyway so why why even why even help them out a little <laughs> also there there's another aspect of this now. What if you're like like a you know like a uh, a tiny producer of, of this stuff? Okay, you know you just you just you, you fronted some money and then somebody says something stupid and then 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 all of you know the the U.S. are up in arms and like you're not supposed to watch that. 
you know, and, and you're you're you know banking on on some kind of res, residuals that you're not going to get now because nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> or hey. or what if, what if you helped on the soundtrack as, as like you know part of the, the the Philharmonic and you're like okay cool you know because this this movie will will make us money like like Star Wars or something and then you can't do that because you know you learn that uh, I don't know uh, fucking Darth Vader killed a homeless person or something and, and it's just you know and, 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 and there goes all your money <laughs> like like you, you you fronted money for this shit you're, that you're never gonna get back because they're they're, they're they're up in arms because uh, hey, well, you just be, you know. you better vet vet who you back, like you know what I'm saying. Like you gotta do some homework. But how like, is, are, you, are you peeing but, on people? No, like are you peeing on people? <laughs> until a couple weeks ago, like Joss Whedon was was the, <laughs> the the you know the the forerunner of like feminism and on TV and stuff from from like Buffy and shit. And now and now all 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 this stuff comes out. So you know, even if you vetted them. Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say, is it a case of, in spite of Joss Whedon, these shows turned out to be fantastic? Because I mean, as Jason said, there's a team of writers, there's a team behind this person. It doesn't matter if your showrunner is a complete asshole. There's more to it. Yeah, and just because little girls grew up um, idolizing uh, Buffy Summers doesn't mean that they can stop. They have to stop idolizing Buffy Summers now because. You know, the the just because Joss Whedon ter- is turning out to be a hypocrite as far as being a feminist goes, doesn't mean that that show didn't resonate with you on some level. And like I said, there's there's a whole team. Like Joss Whedon didn't even write every episode. If Mick says, if we are canceling Whedon, are we canceling the Avengers? No, because again, yeah, yeah no, the good. bigger thing. I think of Marvel you might- when I think of the Avengers. I honestly forget Whedon was involved with the Avengers movies. Yeah, I, I think that maybe you cancel Whedon to some degree, but you don't cancel the entire film. You don't cancel the the saga that they've been building up. But what about uh, J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter? I mean, same thing. You yeah, can still where's, appreciate where's, the art. Where's you that can't. line you draw, though? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's no, no that's my, stuff. I mean, it's it's not a. I'm not, I'm not taking sides <laughs> yeah. here. I'm just, I'm just bringing up shit. Like, well, okay, so as far as as far as J.K. Rowling is concerned. All original Harry Potter's books and movies are fine, but no new stuff. <laughs> All right, that's that's the. the I mean, the you mean thing. I can't I can't go to Pottermore? Oh no! And then, and then you can go to like a convention or whatever because you all enjoy the original books and movies, the originals. That's it. No new stuff. What if somebody else wrote them? Uh, so fan fiction? Are you, you no, 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 not, not like fan fiction, like like. Uh, like that dude that took over after uh, was it Steve Larson? Yeah, and when Pluto like, died, they made some more Godfather books. Oh, don't remind me. Uh, <laughs> just an example. No, no. But again, like you know, if you're if, if we're just talking about like again, like you brought up Dick around because you know she had the the big issue with like transgender yeah. and, and yeah. stuff like that, and it's like you know, I, I'm making a joke, you know, but you know, like she made the comments after all the original stuff came out. So you're allowed to like that stuff, but, but none of the new stuff because she made the comments after the movies came out. What if she's always felt that way, though? Well, she has <laughs> always felt that way. That's fine. She never expressed it until after. I mean, would, wouldn't it still be tainted because it's still that no, person? No, 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 no. You have to take it from the point where you found out that they were a pervert or a sexist or you know homophobic or whatever. At that point... You, none of their new stuff you, you are allowed to consume or enjoy. But all the old stuff, 
when you didn't know that they were a pervert or a, a rapist or a sexist or whatever, you're still allowed to enjoy that stuff because you didn't know. But now that you know, you can't enjoy any new stuff. That's, that's I think it all depends on your personal uh, connection. <laughs> like, like I was mentioning with Buffy, the, the girls that grew up connected to that character because of what she represented. I think that's that's really where your line is. Is if Did you feel a connection to this show change something for you? Then enjoy the show. Just forget the showrunner. But this is a comedy podcast, so let's get into some comedy, guys. Are we a comedy podcast? You're, like, you're the one that started this. IGN, people say we're funny. <laughs> Do we talk about Gina Carano? No. Do want to talk about Gina Carano? <laughs> there was a brief mention. That's it. Uh, I mean, I just feel like this is, you know, she she got canceled. Like, that's <laughs> – but I'm like, what? You know, because now, now you know that you're in the cancel times, right? Like, we understand that you can't just say or put whatever the fuck you want on Twitter and get away with it. How is it that people are still, you know, like, you know, like the weed thing is old stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like people are coming forward about old things that, you know, that they're like, yeah. hey, you think Joss Whedon's so great. He's not so great. But, you know, like, this is a, like, hey, you're in a, you're now, you're, you, you existed now, you understand that you will get canceled when you, oh, God, Nick, I'm, ugh, ugh, anyway. Uh, it's not blank. How is it, how is it that Gina Carano gets, like, has the balls to say this Holocaust? Like, why would you compare anything to Nazi Germany? Like, what good is that going to do to you? Uh, actually. <laughs> How long have people been 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 saying that uh you know Trump was like was like Hitler? Yeah, I mean, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but when you, when you have a rally and you're you're just spouting off random things and you're screaming all the time and you look like a Hitler, like that's one thing. But again, compare, again, I'm not I'm not when, arguing. When you compare two things that like have nothing in common, and one of them happens to be with Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. I I don't. I don't see where you're going. Like, 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 what are you doing? And what's the best you think can come with this? I'm like, I'm not even mad at her. I don't even care, you know, because like yeah. her character was bleh anyway. Like, like it's it's fine. <laughs> if, if they never show that character again, I'm not gonna cry. But uh, you know, like, what what were you thinking? I want to know what she was thinking when she yeah, wrote this yeah. down. Like, oh, this is such a good point. I'm gonna put this down. And and yeah. It, <laughs> well, this is Dude. this is. I want to say this because uh, people um, want to get mad because she was quote unquote canceled because of her comments. Like Disney shouldn't have fired her. She we have freedom of speech. She has the freedom to put that out there. One hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, Disney has the freedom. To say we don't align ourselves with that kind of thinking, and they have the right to get rid of her. When you put something out there, you have the right to say it, but you also have to accept whatever yeah. that people, private people company the, is. Yeah, people seem to think that the First Amendment uh, requires everyone to allow anyone to say anything, and it's like no, it only means the government cannot censor you in in, in any way. Like that's that's what it means. So if you're not a government program if you're not a government facility <laughs> you can make you can allow people to say whatever you want like hey I, I own twitter you don't get to say that that because it's my choice it's my company like i that, like i don't understand how like americans think that the first amendment means like i can say anything and get away with it. it's like no the only thing that you can get away with is you should not be physically harmed for anything that you say that is it like it's it, 
I would argue against that, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, no, no, no. Like, things, things people say can make you want to beat their ass. And you're like, yeah, this guy's an asshole and he deserves an asshole. But like, you can't actually put your hands on him and, or her until well, they... they <laughs> the government cannot sanction you putting your hands on, on, on him. <laughs> I, like, personally, I don't feel it's right. Like, look, look. You know, I, I, yeah, a lot of people do think bad thoughts and, like, deserve, you know, like, could get an asshole finger or whatever, but like I'm not gonna be the one to do it unless you put your hands on me first. Like I just don't believe in touching someone for the like your words, the air that hit me, it, it's not causing me physical harm. So I, I don't believe in harming you for it. But uh yeah, like do I disagree with a bunch of things? Sure. And I'm allowed to and we can voice these opinions out loud at each other. But like if, if you're yeah, if you're a company, if you're Disney, if you're Twitter, if you're whatever, and you're like, I don't like what that person's saying, you are one hundred percent within your rights to cancel that out. Like, you know what? Not hearing it from you, you're gone. Like, I just don't. Uh, I think it's hilarious that people think that the First Amendment, like, you know, uh, you can't fire someone for for coming off the cuff about about Nazi Germany and, <laughs> and, and disrupting the workplace. <laughs> All right, something less controversial. The Justice League trailer, which I have oh, not seen. Is, anybody that, is that less or more? <laughs> Has it's, anybody watched this yet? I watched it. It's fucking stupid. It's a movie now, not a show. Too. <laughs> I like that they got Inya for the soundtrack. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> Almost like a premonition. I had a dream. One day we'd get a good Justice League movie. <laughs> Unfortunately. You can't bring down the charging bush and don't wave the red cape at it. You're still here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. He said the age of heroes will never come again. We will. Ask him. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Aviator Batman. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, um, with if you take away the special effects, it sounds so damn generic. 
Uh, the CG was awful. It, it, I'm not. <laughs> I'm still I don't, unimpressed and unexcited for this movie. No. <laughs> I think this looks better than the last Justice League movie we had. So what? But so Max, what? Max, let me finish. But <laughs> if this movie wants to sell anybody, at least people like me that are haters, I don't want to see all the action beats. Show me that this is a different movie. Give me some of the story elements. I know I don't normally ask for story elements in trailers, but for this one, I feel like we should get some story elements. Yeah, I don't just, want just a bunch of Zack Snyder's, you know, pan or like toned down colors with action sequences. I want to know what the story is. I know we saw Dark Side, and that's fine. I'm cool. Superman in a black suit, yay, but that's just a cool image. Like, I want to see but, what this movie is about. But they I just told like you that's the story. What as, What's as that? They, they just told you the story. It's like, as. If, if it takes your whole life to figure out what you're supposed to do, then you do it and stuff. <laughs> and it, it's just going to be a whole bunch of, you know, stupid cliche crap Look, with, 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 with things blowing up. That, that's all you're going to get. You can't do – like, look, Marvel, they, they made individual movies yeah. for every person, and then they made the ensemble movie. You can't skip from one to seven, okay? Like you have to do the legwork, and it just <laughs> as much as much footage, different footage as they're using, the legwork was not done, okay? Like there's no there's no Flash movie, so no one gives a fuck about the Flash. There's no Cyborg movie, no one gives a fuck about Cyborg, and also Cyborg sucks anyway. Um, <laughs> there's there's no Batman movie. I, I, it, the, the Batman yeah. movie was a Justice League movie. And and it's just like, uh, no, I'm. I, if a trailer is supposed to make me excited to watch something, you you failed. It, I'm not excited to watch it. Um, yeah, it just looks like the Justice League movie that we got. So why would I be excited about this? Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna watch it. I I just don't expect much. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's just you know this this giant like it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Batman. Like, they already got me. That's that's the problem. It's like, they already got me, but your shit sucks. And I'll tell you something. You know, like I, it, it doesn't hurt me to tell you that you make a shit Batman and, and your Justice League movie sucks. Bring it, Mick. All right, Mick. I'm sending you an invite, buddy. <laughs> yes, please. Please come and argue. And defend uh, this trailer. Uh, because I feel like something should. Why? Yeah. Why make your fucking set? Like, why get to have Custer's last stand on this fucking trailer for real? Like, like what? <laughs> I think he's just no longer associated with the scenes now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this. Um, if I see, I still have Wonder Woman, like just gnawing at my skull right now. So the that might be part of the hate. Alcohol think, helps that. I think, and Max, let me finish my statement before you start yelling at me. Well, no, no, I was just saying, like, which Wonder Woman, 1984? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, wasn't... I meant my next statement, okay. not that one. Right. Just, just start yelling, Max. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jared Leto's Joker looks better in this, but that also, this Joker design also looked good the first two times I saw it in the Dark Knight and in the Joker movie. Like they literally just redesigned him to fit the description of both of those jokers. This this Joker looks kind of like a, a, a stretched out, you know, the little little thing that rides the 
the the tricycle and saw looks kind of yeah. like like that with muted colors. Uh, so. And I'm like, you know, like the Joker was that was that it was that supposed to be the big hook? Like, is that supposed to be the thing that's like, oh man, I gotta watch the movie now. The Joker and Batman working together is crazy. <laughs> what? What if the Joker says something about Martha? Oh Martha. man. Oh, was, scene. That that's it. That would be the cherry right there. Mar- Martha hey. was my nurse. And- <laughs> Martha, why did you say that name? That's why she's she's why she's, why she's in, he's insane. Listen, I am I am not living or Bring dying it. on this hill. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm not even saying it's going to be great. What I'm saying is the dumpster fire that was Justice League. <laughs> this looks better. <laughs> okay. so this is this is just a dumpster. It's not on fire. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, at this after 2020, I'll take a dumpster not on fire. No, you don't have to. Like, like that's the you thing. Do. Like, no, what is it? Well, I, I guess you can think about it like this. There, here's a dumpster. We're gonna get ready to set it on fire. <laughs> we just no, don't no, know no. it's on fire yet. No, no, no. no that no, was it, Wonder it, Woman '84. Oh my goodness! Now, now <laughs> it's been on fire. Now it's just smoldering. Yeah, like, like so, so there was there was a dumpster, right? And and after watching Batman versus Superman, we all knew that we were living in the dumpster, right? Then the Justice League sets it on fire. So now this is yeah, it's like they came and put the oh. fire out. Like that's that's just it. Like it's still a dumpster that was on fire. It's just not on fire currently. And then some raccoons came and took a dump in it. And here, here, here you go. Yes, we've got fresh poo on our, on our smoldering and dumpster. And it's warm. Listen, I think they. I think this is a situation like Sonic the Hedgehog, not where it's perfect, but they listen to the fans enough to change things up to make it workable and better than what we got. I agree with you, Mick. I think it will be better than the last one we got. 100 percent because at least this is a clear movie what's that max what isn't better <laughs> he's got a point and <laughs> i mean this is strange that was my team all right i need to put this league to work i need something that works i can't hey, hey, live on hey, that one Nick, movie. no 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 like that's what i'm saying just put this to bed like it's done it yeah. sucked there's no saving it there's no amount of saving this it just sucked like we have to deal with that like don't don't like oh if i do another recut it'll make it better they can do seventy thousand recuts in this movie and it will never be good well max this isn't technically a recut because none of the footage is from the original justice league movie whatever Whatever. Whatever. This is like all the stuff that they left on the floor because it wasn't good enough to be in the original Justice League movie. Here's what you you get. Honestly, honestly, what ended up happening is they reshot like 90% of the movie over the last six months. So they probably rewrote everything. Oh my God. But Mick, we get dark side. Welcome to my world after, you know, I I was thinking, boy, Netflix can't screw up Heroes for Hire. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Oh my God. There, Poor there you go. So, you see, you see, like, you see, you just, just got to let it go. You just got to let it go. It's fine. Okay. Wait until they start over again, and let's hope for that. Like, I'm, like Snyder couldn't do it. He didn't do it. It was whatever he had going right. was not the right thing. Fine, I got my old Are you going to watch Justice League? Yeah. Then you're not letting it go. So case in point, you. But I have. To, but I have to be able to come on this podcast and talk about how much I fucking hated that movie. No, you because don't. It fucking okay. sucks. I, they they talk about it and you say, "No, nah, I let it go." 
No, I'll wait no. for the next one. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be like, oh, and then you thought that you could throw more Jared Leto Joker in there, and that was gonna save you. You're wrong. And then you thought this. You're wrong. Like I, 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 I mean, it's gonna suck. It's going to suck. Am I going to watch it? Yes. You take your mom. But it's going to suck. No, <laughs> I will never do that it. again. I will never do that again. Like it, I gotta, I gotta vet the movie first before nice. I. Before I bring my poor sweet mother to see some bullshit like that again, there's no way. <laughs> so that woman, know. that woman is a saint. I thought this I movie was shame. Jared Leto's... <laughs> what was that? Know... Yeah, sorry, they know Jared Leto is not going to save this movie, which is why they added four new characters. One of which I'm having trouble trying to identify because all I saw was a golden helmet and a red cape, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember who that is. Uh, Martha. It's Martha. <laughs> not Martha. All right, let's, move, yeah. let's move on to something happy since we have Mick here real quick. I want to ask you, Mick, what is uh, – I'm going to ask everybody. What's your plan today for Valentine's Day? What do we do for Valentine's Day? What? What are you doing for Valentine's Day today? I'm being romantic as hell to my wife. Not by talking to you five. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm, good I'm, sure, I'm, I'm being sure super romantic is. by hanging out with the boys. Yeah. Is, uh, talking about sure very happy right now. Like, oh, so you're talking Justice League. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, – that's, uh, I'm probably not living up to my end of the bargain. No, I'm, uh, I'm watching a marathon of Henry Danger with the kids because I promised them we'd binge it because it's <laughs> ice roads everywhere. So uh, – and I'm spending time with the wife. So. Nice. All right. Hand lotion and some paper towels for me. Max, what's your plan for Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting Valentine's surprise later. Oh, so God. With hand yeah. lotion and a vacuum. I heard your say? opinion on Justice League. Goodbye, who's, Matt. Who's to say? Um, no, so I, I'm, I'm going to cook some steaks for lunch, but I don't know what's going on for the evening. I'm kidding. I actually have a date on Tuesday. That's not, that's not, that's not today. today. That's, I have you, I have Kylie today. We're trying to keep kids away from I'm, the dating. Not, whatever, still not about that. That's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't date your children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <Come> <laughs> I don't need that floating around, Max. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no date on Tuesday. <laughs> So, uh, out of the five geeks here, who would be allowed in a room with a teenage Michelle Trachtenberg? <laughs> Hopefully, all of us. Good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think just so. Being honest. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, but again, like I feel like this is a trap, so I don't know if I want to be in the room with yeah, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> You've chosen wrong. <laughs> we no longer need you on this podcast, Max. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to make my Holocaust statements nope, yet. Nope. <laughs> what, what's oh my, what's no. Max's Valentine's Day? Chris Hansen's in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching you. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible. Did you write, do you eat cheeseburgers from McDonald's Happy Meals? In this email. <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God. And the, those, guys are, those guys are awesome, too. Like... Oh, oh no! I I didn't bring this beer for her. I I, I was just planning on. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> That's not any better. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's not any better. I figure if I'm coming over, I have to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> have you met her mother? 
Oh my goodness. I haven't. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like you. <laughs> Adulthood. Oh god. Oh man. Oh, um, I didn't mean to crash the party, but I had to argue on behalf of the Justice League. Very hard to do. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, kudos I'm, to you. Kudos to you. For I'm trying. I, I just I think people should at least check it out. I need. I gotta wash away Wonder Woman '84. I gotta wash away Batman vs Superman. This isn't gonna do that, bro. This is not gonna do that. <laughs> wash it away with a good movie, man. Right. Like, Go watch '89 Batman or something. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's always sure, a good go, point. Go watch Batman. What? '66, '65, mm. whatever. '66. <laughs> I number. Yeah, well, '66 was the comic, right? I I, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. No, no, the movie, the Batman movie was. 60, oh, okay, okay. I was I was talking the, series, but that works too. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, and anything, anything is you know like Jason had once said like they're not using any footage, you know, and we were like, so it's just gonna be a blank screen. You just use the power of your imagination, like yes. that. That is gonna be a better movie. Yes. Then what they somebody show just, you. Somebody just reads the script to you. It already no, was a movie like half an hour ago. Nah, I'd, I would rather just because in my in my movie they use the the TV Flash guy as the Flash instead of I just farted and I don't want anybody to know Flash guy that they use in the movie. Yeah. What is that from? And why do I think <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the farting thing. Oh no! Like. Uh, the, the, his face in the entire Justice League <laughs> was like, I just I was so confused. I was like, is this a thing that I just pop culture reference? And I just <laughs> like, I'm pretty like, up on fart culture. So. <laughs> we live in a world. <laughs> look at what's his name? Ezra Miller. What's Ezra Miller. Okay. Yeah. So look at his face if you watch the, the, the Whedon cut, whatever we're fucking calling it. Uh, yeah, he just looks like he farted and is waiting for the entire room to notice. All, the All time. right, Mick. Uh, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> you time with your family. Check out Mick the Scene Snob dot com and uh, lots of cool scene stuff. Scene Snobs. Just one scene snob. snob. Just one. Snob. <laughs> There's multiple snobs now. One of them being Max. Uh, <laughs> he hates the Justice League. All right. I, 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 I hate. I hate these Justice yeah. League movies. I don't everything. Hate he hates the comic books and all the characters too. Everything. That is untrue. That is untrue. Wild, slanderous allegations. He's gone now. Doesn't matter. He's gone now. It doesn't matter. Sounds like Max yeah. hates everything. Already he said. Just bounced. Amit, what are you doing for Valentine's? Uh, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> Yay! And, and make my wife make her own mimosas. Nice. Oh, poor yeah. thing. Yeah. I feel like they're very romantic. Like, Sarah McLaughlin oh. music playing, like, look at this poor lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take her own mimosas. <laughs> How long have you been married now, Mitt? I don't know. I think I think we're coming up <laughs> on eight-ish years. Yeah, but you guys yeah. have been together for what 15? No. <laughs> no. no. You might get that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everybody knows I have no concept of time, so years. <laughs> Well, Mitch's been together long enough that she can make her own mimosas now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. I taught her how to do that. She knows how now. She can even put pomegranate seeds in it. Yeah. Yeah. She has the fine touch. You got the touch. There you go. I just so. want to watch Transformers now. 
Um, you know, in um, what was it, Boogie Nights? Mark Wahlberg was just like going for his singing career. That's the song he's singing. <laughs> the uh, trailer for Showgirls Two was floating around one of the uh, podcast groups I'm in. Oh God, I didn't know that was a thing until I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pennies from Heaven or something is what it was called. Pennies from Heaven? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, mean I don't know. No comment. Like, how much acclaim did Showgirls get to, to like, warrant a Showgirls 2? You know, like, okay. It's a cult classic now. Here's the thing, though. Like, like anything, we'll, we'll get a direct-to-video sequel. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. So, Didn't I mean, you it's, guys it's do- perfectly fine. Didn't you guys do a remake revolution of Showgirls at one point? Yes, yeah. it was. It was maybe that's what spawned it. <laughs> it's your fault. This <laughs> is way before that. Uh, way I was, before. I think if I it's a murder mystery, I'm, I'm I'm fucking suing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that's uh, yeah. That's, if I uh, we'll take we'll take the blame on that one. If I get on YouTube later and I see a commercial for Naomi's Beefy Fish Tacos, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> if I'm named Naomi, I'm pretty mad that we named okay. Naomi's no, Beefy no, Tacos. No, no, me. No, me. Real talk, though. If they had a Beefy Fish Taco at Taco Bell, would you eat it? <laughs> uh, I will eat anything from Taco Bell. At least. <laughs> that is sad. No. <laughs> Bad Jason. Yeah, really. Heaven. <laughs> If it doesn't come in the box, I'm not, I'm not, no. <laughs> uh, they, they make a box for it, sure. Oh. They'll throw some chalupas in there. Why the fuck oh, not? Dan's trying yeah. it now. Maybe. <laughs> Is it in a box? It's in my body. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's another Kevin Spacey movie. I will watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch that any fucking time. I don't that, care. Do you You're supposed play? to hate him in that movie. Yeah, see, it's fine. Do you think they need to be more horrified to find his wife's head or some beefy fish tacos in that box? Maybe he was in the box. That's the alternate ending where they all God just like they have a nice lunch out, 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 out in the desert. <laughs> he opens this thing up. He's like, oh, hey. God. What? <laughs> you forgot the napkin. Morgan Freeman's over there just like chomping down. On- <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> This is the darkest yeah. Valentine's Day podcast. <laughs> well, we're not delivering a One Division review today because I'm pretty sure only one of us have seen it. But what, what we will what? deliver to you is Dance what to watch instead of One Division. Damn and- right. Uh, I've I've been on a a, a Western kick lately. <laughs> that makes so, sense. So so in, instead of One Division, you can watch High Noon. <laughs> With Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson? No, that, that, that's that's Shanghai News. <laughs> I love Shanghai News. You watch it dirty. Shanghai News is pretty cool, I will say. But it it, it doesn't hit the dramatic uh, pinnacle that 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 High Noon does. <laughs> I Made in 1952, uh, Gary Cooper, Grace Kelly, and Lloyd Bridges, who you know is is always like the 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 straight guy in all those movies, like like Airplane and shit. Hmm. He had an acting career when he was young, <laughs> and he's not bad. But it's it's a cool flick. Um, the the sheriff gets married, and then then he learns that he, that some dude that, that that he put away to get hanged is actually coming back to town. So he he tries to rustle up a posse, and 
nobody wants to do it. So he, he's just like, well, screw it. I'll just do, do it alone. And it's pretty cool. Also, The Shootist from 1976. Uh, this is John Wayne's last movie. Wow. And it hits a little bit hard because he's he's an old, you know, gunfighter guy who's dying of cancer. And he just kind of wants to die in this, like, uh, lady's, like, boarding house. He's like, the, the doctor, who's played by Jimmy Stewart, gives him, like, two months to live. And he's just like, well, you know, just, just kind of hang out here. But then he's he's famous enough that people try and show up and kill him. Um, that oh, not like. Do you let the cancer get you, or or is like you know? Oh, okay, this guy's just gonna shoot me and put me out of my misery. Like, let's do that. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna give away the end, but you're not wrong. Um, Any time uh, John Wayne and and uh, Jimmy Stewart are are on screen together is is fucking gold. Um, and there there's a uh, the the last real real scene of them them together like like Jimmy Stewart is like like telling him how how he's gonna die. And then he's like, if if I had your kind of balls, I I wouldn't like let this happen to me. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't tell him to shoot himself, but he he tells him to shoot himself. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it's a really good flick. Uh, Lauren Bacall and Ron Howard is in that one. Huh. So check it out. The end is worth I'm checking check out. out both of them. Yeah. They're they're both really good. I, I would I would give them both three stars, honestly. Nice. I I think I'd rather see the shootest than high new. Like I like if we had to pick one. Um, yeah. I really like the you know it's like okay oh I'm going to die anyway like I mean everyone's yeah. gonna die obviously but it's like do I go the like painful cancer route or do I just like you know oh I was a bit slow today plow the guy shot me in my head like it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit slow today. <laughs> <laughs> What helps the flick is that John Wayne is looking old by by now too. So, you know, you, you really start start feeling for for his character. I mean, he, he's not like you know the old John Wayne. It's just like you know, yeah, he's not let's like go rustle Isle. up them them horses and shoot them guys. You know, he's just kind of yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I need to find that, that on Blu-ray. Seventy-six. Okay, so that was a pre-Happy Days Ron Howard too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we I mean, decided it's, timing is it's, all Happy Days related. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he, it's 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 after Andy Griffith, but before Happy Days. In the thirtieth year before Happy Days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how my body is. Three hundred HD. Yes. <laughs> oh man, um, <laughs> I mean, you're really quiet here. today. What's going on with you? Hmm? What's going on not with you? Oh. He's not paying attention. He's just... I, I, I don't get to watch any of these old movies. Instead, I have to watch like Netflix movies about teenage girls going through uh, heartache and things. Oh, to all the boys that loved me. Yeah, three, that one. Did you watch that, Amit? I, I, we watched all three of them. What do you think pretty. of the third one? I haven't watched it yet. You know what? I actually thought the acting was actually pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that's it. Just, that's uh, just Stockholm Syndrome I, talking. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the kissing the series. So. I, I really didn't think they were bad. Yeah. 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 I watched some Bridgerton I don't, I don't with, with my girlfriend. Have, have I enjoyed Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I don't know I am. 
I, what I enjoy Not about too. what I enjoy about Bridgerton is the like that the, like all the women are like they're talking with you know amongst themselves. They like they only have themselves to talk to, but then also just spreading the stupidest lie. Like like no one wants to talk about sex, right? So like. You can't talk about where, like, like this woman is 21 years old, does not know where babies come from, how they are made. <laughs> and then it's like, they're going to marry her off, and she has no idea what she's in for. And it's just like, like, wow, I wonder if this is actually, like, of the times. Like, is this what people told themselves? <laughs> I highly doubt it. I hope not, you know, like, because it was just utterly absurd. It's like, how could you send this woman off into the world? And like, she's just like, she's got a three-year-old's grasp of what goes on in a bedroom. Like, it's... <laughs> it seems to me like, like you know, in in these like period dramas, you 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 either get this or you get a nice tale, because because either either people were were were, were extremely stupid. Or, or they're they're just like us with 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 our modern values. <laughs> I love a nice tale, though. Right, I I, I can't get I I can't get get past like you know, which it's a good thing that 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 the ladies in 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 that um, cast you know they're 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 all like you know we're we're gonna do this because we're women and stuff. But back in the day, they're they're gonna get burned at the stake. I mean, <laughs> and that's. Not not something I I, I I think the movie brings forth truthfully. <laughs> yeah, they had they had that. I'm sorry. I, I understand it's supposed to be a big happy movie with with stupid dumb things, and, but and I that, can't. That, that song "Golden Years" was an old timey English classic that they loved yes. to, to dance to. So yes, <laughs> although "Golden Years," if you can find it, is that that Stephen King. Uh, uh, miniseries, which is kind of cool. The more you know. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of anime lately. Oh. You know, How's that been going? Good. <laughs> I watched, I watched uh, Dragon Slayer, the basketball that Kuroko plays, uh, Haikyuu, and um, Promise Never the Promise Neverland. And yeah, so I've been I've been actually like oh, yeah. a decent bit of anime, like. We're, we're hopefully, hopefully, Dan and Scott have watched The Promised Neverland as well because we're supposed to do an episode on it. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> it doesn't sound promising. No, but, uh, no, it doesn't. But, no, but, but uh, I will, I will try. Have you kept yeah. up with Sword Art? Is there I a tried new Sword Art? I what there? Uh, well, I'm behind in Sword Art, but I've been having trouble just watching it. It's it's, I, it's just become hard to watch. Yeah. I, I feel like Sword Art was only good when they were either in the, the original Sword Art place that they can't go back to, right. or they're in Gun Gale, which, yeah. which they, they like, you know, like they love to play around in Elfland. I don't understand why, but like <laughs> Elfland seems to be the bee's knees. And so, yeah, like, if there's a new Sword Art, I haven't watched it. But uh, I started that, that Alicialization <laughs> one. Yeah, that's I the think one I I'm said that about. right. That's like third and, series. Yeah. Yeah, and I got I got like three three episodes in, and then I started watching something else. So yeah, and yeah. I I thought, hey, I'll I'll get back to that, and I never did. <laughs> so that that Actually, tells you how how great I find it, which is painful. <laughs> nice. Well, unfortunately, the news nice. is a lot to work with this week, <laughs> nice. and. 
with moving, um, thanks to all the people who volunteered to help me move. I didn't ask anybody because I think moving sucks. And I um, I would have helped, but no. <laughs> I didn't ask. You had to volunteer. I would have because I, I live with suck. Dude, I, I, you, I you never tell me you. when you were moving. I went upstairs and asked, like, are you going to ask me to help you move? I said, I'm not asking anybody. Everybody's volunteering. He oh, said, wait. Oh, I was going to plan on helping you move. I said, you can if you want. He's like, yeah, I'll help you move. But I didn't ask anybody to help me move because I, I hate being asked to help people move because okay. moving sucks. So I wouldn't do that to somebody else. So, so I'll, I'll, when I move again, I'll ask Max and not you. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not helping you. You already got your one. Hey, I, I, I sold most Everybody of my books, Max. <laughs> it's okay. Max was just worried. That's all. Well, uh, who else helped you move other than me, <laughs> Dan? Oh, my my brothers and, and, and some dudes from my work, actually. Yeah, none of the geeks, though. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I didn't know you at the time. See? There you go. Uh, I, don't you I don't know I don't know you well enough. Well enough. I asked JT, but he had something going on. Yeah, not helping you move. It was either that or, or the time that I, I I helped you guys move move the, the the couches, and like three days later, like like Max pulled something and and Jason threw his back out. Eighty year old men podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jesus, guys, come on, it's just two couches. Oh my god! I woke up the other day, stretched. My hip hurt the rest of the day. It sucked. <laughs> How That's why you, you don't guys? stretch. Yeah, how are you falling apart <laughs> this badly? <laughs> Before me. <laughs> um, no, like, we were, uh, I'm going to say, the best part of movie, Halloween, Jason's movie was, um, there was, like, four of us trying to put Jason's fucking bed together. That was really fun. <laughs> and it's like, we got we to gotta reassemble this Ikea bed without instructions, and, like, it was, it was good times. It was good nice. times. Yeah, it's but, online. All Ikea <laughs> instructions are online. Well, hey, man, some people are smart, and the four of us are not, okay? Like, that's just how it went. It was also a lot more fun just to putz around. Yeah. That was one of those hideaway bats. (laughs) (laughs) It burned it. But, hey, hey, we did it. There's seven parts in the closet. (laughs) Oh, no. No, you open the closet door and it comes out. Like, okay. <laughs> we we would have been lost if Can- uh, Randy from Canned Air hadn't been with us. Yeah, Randy was, oh, Randy was a good – he was the engineer of it all. So that oh, was the Alan Randy just stuck and lodged in. It was, it was good times. <laughs> in spirit. Thanks, Mick. Yes. <laughs> just like the Justice League is going to be good in spirit. Go see to your wife on Valentine's Day, Mick. What are you yeah. doing listening to us, nerds? Yes. Uh, so anyway, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to send it to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, wow. it is Mick and I talking to Paul Taylor from the Hellraiser Judgment film. A lot of fun. Trust me, you guys will enjoy the interview. Everybody else that is fianced, enjoy your Valentine's yeah, Day to the single fianced. guys out there. Have yeah, a great be, Valentine's Day. You can be a girlfriend day. also. You don't have to necessarily be fianced. Is that hey, like the guy that turns it's into too a late. Ferrari? No. It's close enough. I remember that cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Enjoy the interview. Talk commercial. Take five. Hey, Jason, have you ever been accused of a crime? I have not yet, John. But if I ever was, there's only one man I would call. And that man is Benjamin Matlock. You would be right to do that because he's a guy that can certainly clear your name of any 
accusations that come your way. It doesn't matter, man, if you're accused of, say, I don't know, murdering your ex-husband live on your TV cooking show or using a pair of scissors to stab your business manager to death. Or maybe, maybe you sneak into your landlord's office and off him overnight during the Christmas season, Matlock can get you taken care of. And you know what? He's also a dude that is a subject of a pretty cool podcast called Matt Talk. Right, Jason? Yeah, he is. And uh, I'm so glad John just aired out all my dirty laundry. But um, <laughs> it's great to know that when I stab my landlord or I you know, commit any crimes, I can call the one man. And that That's one man is Benjamin Matlock. That's right. And you can check out our podcast called Matt Talk every second and fourth Monday of the month. It's available on all of the podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. And it's available through the Facebook page. Of course, that is at Matt Talk Podcast. And uh, you could check out every single episode when they drop. And real soon, real soon, it'll be available every Saturday at noon through the Scene Snobs channel. Just look for it. Scene snob, the scene snobs, excuse me, on Facebook or the scene snobs.com. Jason, tell them about the email and the Twitter account, please. You guys can email us anytime at B N M A T T A L K at gmail.com. That is Ben Matt Talk at gmail.com. One more time, Ben Matt Talk at gmail.com. Email me, let us know what you think of this commercial, let us know what you think of the episodes. We have some great interviews with Lori Lathine and um. Linda Pearl and Scott Valentine and a ton of other great episodes. And by the way, check us out on Twitter. We just got on Twitter at Matt Talk underscore podcast. And so, ladies and gentlemen, check out an episode. And as they say in court, nothing further. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations, we cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays, and why? Wednesdays are for podcasts. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, it's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pbdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app. And don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PVD Cast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PVDCast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. What's going on, everybody? It's the Scene Snob, McManhattan, and I'm here to tell you guys about thescenesnobs.com. We're a channel of variety, comedy, entertainment, geek-related, sports, the whole nine yards. We cover almost every genre. We have so many great shows to choose from. We have shows like the Scene Snobs Podcast, BTB Podcast, The Guapo Show, The Sports Snobs Podcast, The PVD Cast, 
Jeff Dwozkin presents Crossing the Streams, the Three Geeks podcast, the Fandom Effect. We probably have the only Matlock-based podcast called Matt Talk, and we're introducing new shows all the time. We have new shows coming up like the Ear Hustling podcast, Carpool Shenanigans, and of course, from some nobodies, Twitching Upstream and Talking Upstream. So come on, check out thescenesnobs.com, enjoy it, and please leave feedback. Like, follow, subscribe us, and just let us know what you think. We love to have all the interaction. So I, again, am the Scene Snob McManhattan. Check out thescenesnobs.com. You can follow us anywhere on social media at the Scene Snob, and we will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Three, two... One. I'm Gunnar Quaylen. I'm Jenna St. Clair. From churchofsecrets.org. You're listening to John, Dan, Scott, Max, and Jason. On the Three Geeks Podcast. I'm going to eat dinner, I'm going to do this, and then he decided. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> He's a very oh. smart boy. <laughs> All right, Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another interview with Jason and Mick. We are joined by Paul Taylor. How are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm very well. I you know weird times, and I am uh, grateful, and uh, I'm luckier than many. So I only I only ever say. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Three Geeks Scene Snobs collaboration. Good. I'm fine despite the pandemic, you know? So, yeah, happy. I'm happy, actually, I just bought a new car. I mean, I'm, don't hate me. (laughs) (laughs) New to me. Love it. You've got a lot of stuff coming out in the next two years. You're either in post-production, completed, filming, or pre-production. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, things are really chugging along. Till 2020 kind of went, but I still worked on a couple things. Like I was on a film set for uh, something called Enslaved by Ducks, uh, a comedy that um, uh, Patricia, um, oh, the mom on Everybody Loves Raymond. She's one of the producers. So she's my new best friend. But anyway, I had, I had my time on the set and, uh, and then the next week they were closed down because of COVID. And then, and that was in last March. And then um, also played a, the the lead thoracic surgeon in a, a film called Reagan um, about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no comment. But um, he, uh, yeah, two days after I got off that set, this is not what you asked, but this is what I'm talking about. Two days after I got off that set, one of the producers called me and said, Paul, unfortunately, even though we took all of the precautions, because this was the middle, this was like, I don't know, from May, June, July, August, you know, it was, you know, things were not good with COVID. So, but they took all the SAG cautions, everything, precautions and stuff, everyone getting tested every other day and blah, blah, blah. He calls me and he says, unfortunately, on the day that you worked, which is two days before that, the director tested positive for COVID. It turned out 19 people tested positive. So I dodged that bullet, man. But yeah, I, I, I was busy. And then also I shot a thing I'm sure you've heard of called Butcher's Bluff, which, which is um, a horror film. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be 
really fun. Uh, uh, William Instone wrote and uh, well, he directed it. Did he write it? I don't remember right now. But he also plays the Hogman, which is like a new '80s. Um, it's like a throwback '80s slasher film. I'm playing a, a Texas sheriff, which is new for me, and you know, I don't play a lot of. Uh, I won't say he's a he's a redneck because I, I'm not really believable as a redneck much, but um, but but sort of that you know just sort of that flavor of Texas sheriff and that was kind of fun. Um, so and that was during the during 2020 as well. So so that stuff, um, those three things happened during the pandemic, and then there was some stuff I worked on before that um hasn't yet come out yet hasn't yet come out yet yet because because uh of covid so there have been um some other things too the the proudest my proudest work is for a, a drama called white tail which um is strictly a drama it's uh the largest role i've ever had and um it's a thriller drama family emotional Oh, it's a roller coaster, but there's a lot. There's it, and it gets really gritty and gruesome at the end. I mean, there's some murders and stuff. And um, really excited about that. It's probably going to be released in drive-ins first. Although I've seen it at a drive-in, and it didn't. I didn't think it really worked at the drive-in, but they're going to do that just because they want to get it out there. You know, um, yeah, yeah. they want. They want to. They want to do festivals. You know, I can't keep up with with release dates and stuff, but. Yeah, I've been I've been um, I've been really lucky. I've been busy and I've had a lot of auditions lately uh, because, you know, I'm in Texas, which is, of course, just south of Oklahoma. And Oklahoma has has it going on. They have a lot of films going on because the governor. Awesome. Yeah, they have excellent uh, filmmaker tax uh, rebates in the program in, in their state. That's where I shot Hellraiser Judgment. I mean, of all places. So, uh, so yeah, I'm glad I'm close, close to Oklahoma. And I never thought I'd, you know, be that thrilled about being close to Oklahoma. But, but uh, there are reasons. Yeah. I got to yeah. take you back, though, because I'm still caught up on Enslaved by Ducks. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What, is, what is this film about and how does one become Enslaved by Ducks? Well, it's based on a on a book, a comedy book. I, I guess it's. I haven't actually read it. I only had one day on the set playing it. A great little guy. I mean, funny little character. But um, it's about a couple who I don't remember exactly what happens, but it's a true story, and they buy an animal farm. They buy a duck farm. They buy some sort of farm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's based on a book, and I auditioned for a role, and I got it, and I played the role. You know, I really, I mean, the thing I'm most excited about was that I got to, um, that I got to uh, meet. Um, why can't I think of her name? Oh my god, <laughs> Patricia, who played the mom on um, right? Is it Eaton? Heaton, thank you. Of course it is, Patricia Heaton. So um, she loved me, and she's like, "So do you ever get out to LA?" I'm like, "Well, I'd like a reason to." So yeah, I'm gonna come out there. I would have already been out there now if uh, if what was going on 
wasn't going on, but right now it seems pretty silly. So um, I plan to spend some serious time out there once once it's safe to travel. You know, I met you once at um um what's the name of the con horror hound in Cincinnati. Oh, that was a great one. That was fun. I I was I was right next to Michael. The hills have eyes. Michael Barron. Thank you, Barryman. Yeah, and the guy who and the guy who bought the the costume, James Azil, who bought who is with the horror. What's it called? Horror props and paraphernalia collectors association. I don't know. He sent me his book because I'm in it now. So he bought my my pinhead costume. So he had it there on display, and we did a little photo op where I wore it with a Fozzie hat. You know, Fozzie from the Muppets because it just seemed appropriate somehow. Yeah, the horror hounds are my favorite cons to go to. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. fun. Cincinnati. It was nice, and they really they took lovely care of me and stuff you know that was that was a few years ago huh that was like four three years ago yeah probably probably three maybe two yeah was that all i don't know time flies when you're not doing anything well how does it feel i mean you, you stepped right into like an iconic character like that i'm sure you get this question a lot but like what, is, what, what were some things? Have you talked to Doug Bradley when you stepped in and like, you know, kind of, you know, I know as an actor, you know, you make the character yourself, but like, did he give you any advice when you stepped in or anything like that? No, by the time, um, <clears throat> I'd already shot the film when I met him uh, and I didn't talk to him before. It, it was not comfortable. It was not a comfortable setting I came into. Um, and only because Gary Tunnicliffe and Doug Bradley were not exactly besties when I got the part. Mm-hmm. And because Gary had originally written the role for Doug, he wanted it to be Doug's last Hellraiser film. He wanted to direct him in it. Um, maybe he actually wanted to play the auditor, but he, he said, he says, he says he came up with that idea later. So I don't know, but, um, uh, but he did play the auditor. He ended up playing. it. So, when I, you know, some things led to Doug rejecting the role before he read the script. And then there was some crap online and they were just like, oh, this, as if it were like this huge bitter feud. I don't know exactly what it was. It was just like they, they weren't, they weren't great friends. So, of course, I had to get past that. Um, and, you know, your question, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to it because what it felt like was freaking amazing to get the part um, because Pinhead has always been my favorite 80s horror icon. I mean, ever since the 87, when I saw it, where did I see it? In Wichita, Kansas, I'm sure, somewhere in Kansas. Um, yeah, because I was still in, no, maybe I was in Dallas. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I saw it in a theater. And, uh, you know, like many people... Pinhead appears and it's just like, whoa, what is that? That's freaking up. There he is. There's Doug. That that was great. This was a wonderful, this picture you're showing right now. This was a wonderful thing. Um, you know, all this, all this stuff had been reconciled by the time that picture was taken. 
Gary and Doug had pretty much uh, gone, you know what, do your thing and you do your thing. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And, you know, I don't know who said actually, I'm sorry. But anyway, everything was fine. A few weeks before that picture was taken, which was, of course, at um, Texas Frightmare, um, Doug's partner called me. No, she texted me and she said, look, we're going to be at the same convention and um, it would be really great if we could just put anything behind us that has transpired before. If you have any ill feelings, if Doug has, you know, and we didn't, neither one of us had a problem with each other. We were pinhead and pinhead, but, but I, I did, but at the same time, it is kind of Doug's turf. I mean, it's his role. Um, but uh, that night or maybe the next day we had, uh, I Skyped with her and for, we talked for like an hour, an hour and a half. She's an artist. They live together. And uh, then Doug came upstairs um, from the basement or maybe he came downstairs. To the, I don't know. Anyway, he came from another floor to say hello to me. And we chatted for a little while and it was like lovely. And, and then I, this was the 30th anniversary of the original Hellraiser. So the, that's why Doug and Clyde Barker and three of the original Cenobites were at Texas Frightmare that year. And that's probably also why I was there as well, because a new pinhead, a new pinhead, whatever you want to say, there's a difference. But uh, <laughs> um, so I went to a screening of uh, Hellraiser because I knew that they were going to be there. And so I met them the night before the con started and uh, they had a Q&A before the movie because they had the Q&A and then they leave. You know, they've seen the movie enough. So I'm there and uh, I'm sitting. We've already met in the bar because I, I was there with my friend. And when they came in and it was like, oh, my God, we got a table for a short time. And then we chatted a bit. And then, um, God, I love Barbie Wild. Uh, she's she's wild she was the, the she was deep throat you know the, the second female centerbite she is a hoot so um they're all a hoot actually all of them but um uh so they have a q a then they, they they ask for q so i raise my hand and i ask a question i didn't ask i just raised my hand and i asked my question and it was about what doug's favorite um play was if someone was going to because he and Clyde Barker were you know they they were mates they 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 met in grade school I believe but they were friends for years and years and years and years and years um obviously that led to some good things so um so I they had a theater company and Clive wrote the plays and Doug was in most of them and uh, maybe all of them and I and I said you know what if someone were going to produce a Clyde Barker play what would be the one that you would what's your favorite? Which one would you like to see produced the most? And he said, does everyone here know who's asking the question? And I'm like, oh, cool. So he, he says, this is Paul Taylor, your new pinhead. And he had me stand up and read it. It was so nice. It was kind of like a passing of the torch. It was, it was just lovely. He didn't have to do that. And it was, it was really so cool of him. So then the rest of the weekend, we were just, you know, we, we, we hung out. I hung out with them and I got to meet Cl- Clyde Barker and it was, uh, it was really thrilling. Um, but to actually play the role, to inherit the role was, um, it was a daunting task. 
it was surreal. It was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. There I am. Um, I got a new costume design, as you can see. Um, and uh, I... To be turned into that monster, that classic Hollywood monster, by makeup professionals, just, it was, it was a dream come true. Um, I've always been a huge horror fan. And when I was a kid, I wasn't into horror because that's, I was a, I was, I was very sheltered. Um, but Halloween was, oh my God, was always my favorite day, favorite week, favorite month. October was always my favorite month um, because of Halloween. Love it so much. And I, I would, once I saw my first horror film, I had a Halloween party that same year. That's when I did this really weird thing. I had pantyhose pulled over my mom's pantyhose pulled over my face and I had a hunchback and I did so weird. It, I just, it kind of like, it came, it became where, and I did this repeatedly year after year after that. Um, I had to be scary, grotesque and unrecognizable. And then here I am 30, 40, 50 years later getting being turned into this monster who i've loved since 87 you know just 1987 that's what i mean um it was crazy it was wild and i yeah i did i did um at one point because gary and i had a discussion about making it my own and also it's a different period in pinhead's life um, or existence, if it's not, if it's whatever, his presence in the world. Um, he's older, he's more dated, he's, you know, disappointed with how things have, tur have turned out. And, and he's um, just kind of, you know, sitting on his throne, listening to screams of pain and enjoying it. But at the same time, it's like, well, what are we going to do? Um, mm -hmm. So that alone, the script alone kind of helped. But, but getting to the place where I was a god... At least, I mean, Pinhead has great arrogance, and um, in a way, he is a god. Um, well, you know, demons to some, gods to others, uh, angels to others, but whatever. So, yeah, gods, demons, angels, they're all related. So uh, it was just, um, it was wild. It's such a beautiful yeah. thing the torch, too. It really uh, is. Like, you did a fantastic job. I know. He didn't have to do that. And the whole weekend, he was just lovely to me. No, I just mean in general of like you taking over, like you, you, it's it should be. You, you did such a beautiful job. Like the passing of the torch really it works. Like it, you, you fit that role. Thank you. I was I, I'm I'm lucky that I did. You know, um, there have been others, not only as Pinhead, but also as as other classic especially 80s horror icons who fans completely reject. And um, that's, I, I, I'm sad for them. Um, maybe I'm not quite as sad for the guy who did Revelations because if he'd been really good, then, I mean, I didn't say that. If he'd been accepted with open arms by more fans, perhaps he would have also done Judgment and I wouldn't have. But um you know, and I don't know what's going to happen next. If that's one of your questions, am I going to, I have no idea what's happening with me as Pinhead. I have no idea. Did you, meet, did you meet Jay Gillespie? Who's Jay Gillespie? 
It says here he played Pinhead in Revelations, and oh, so did, did Stephen Smith Collins. Yeah, he uh, Jay Gillespie did the voice. Stephen Smith Collins was the face of Pinhead. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, you know, one thing I want to ask about. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay. So you were in one of my favorite indie films, um, superhero indie film. I knew you were going to say super. Isn't that a cool movie? I love that movie so much, and it stands out in so many fantastic ways. Uh, and I you did my, such a great job in it. I love my role. I love my role. It's so quick. I have one line, and it's like, oh, my God, it's hilarious. I went to that, you know, I got to meet James Gunn in the in the in the call in the audition room at the callbacks and I wore these weird eye distorting glasses, you know, just like cuz you know, I mean this is it's not Mike Judge. Now I'm confusing my people completely. Mike Judge is a completely different thing. He's the director where almost all the characters have glasses and it really, you know, it's great. <laughs> So never mind, forget I even brought that in cuz I once got a callback for Office. No, for uh I had a callback for um, uh, Idiocracy, and God, I wanted that part so bad. I didn't get it. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, um, I, I wore these weird glasses, and I just had real high-waisted pants and this short-sleeved, gross, maybe plaid shirt, and had my hair slicked back. I mean, I was basically you – no, know, I looked like a – I looked like a child molester, except – well, in a way, I was a child molester, except it was not a – molestation it was just abuse but um you know some religious fanatic crazy person <laughs> spanking baby rain wilson i loved it you know what he's it's and it's the, he's the catalyst you know for like yeah. what becomes so that and getting pissed on by the kids in school and <laughs> also um I got to sit next to Liv Tyler in the makeup trailer. It's like, oh my God, you know, she's, she's, she's flawless. She's truly flawless. And, um, and I got to meet Rain Wilson. So that was cool too. So that's awesome. Yeah. It was so funny. They put a book. <laughs> I think there were that, that kid had a lot of padding so I could really go to town on his butt. That sounds so <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I went to town on that kid's ass. <laughs> You're also so now you told us you were in Reagan and uh, mm -hmm. you were in another uh, fairly huge uh, uh, presidential movie, W. Well, there's a story. <laughs> I get residual checks. Let's just say I do get residual checks for that. Um, I got cast as a religious figure. I think the character had a real name. I'm not sure if he did or not, but he's having a meeting with Ronald. I mean, with uh, with W at some point, and uh, they're discussing what W's going to do. And I don't remember what what happens in the scene. So, I have this scene. I go and I uh, I, I go for I go for uh, a rehearsal. I never I I drove to Shreveport because that's where it shot. I've, I'd already met Oliver Stone, but I got to meet the other stars of the movie and stuff. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Elizabeth Banks and yeah, Brolin. And anyway, so we have my rehearsal, but I'm in rehearsals. I mean, I'm in rehearsals for, I have a dress rehearsal for, um, I think we were doing Bent. I'm not sure which one. I was doing a play in Dallas. So we had dress rehearsal that night in Dallas, and I had been assured that I would be able to get back to Dallas. But 
so I was a little antsy about it, not realizing that, look, Oliver Stone is here. I think that you'll be fine if you just are late to dress rehearsal or don't even make it to dress rehearsal. You need to be here for this. He wants you here. You need to be here. So, so I'm a little antsy and I mean, just it was taking forever because it was taking people, you know, they were, they, it was like their first day to arrive in Shreveport and, Oh, I love you. I haven't seen you in forever. Blah, blah, blah. All this blah, blah, blah. Chatty, chatty, chatty. And I'm just sit there, sitting at the table, just waiting to, can we just read the scenes? I can go. Um, and the uh, first AD or whoever was in charge um, at one point said, well, you can leave if you want to. And I'm like, and the way he said it, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to leave. So I stayed for the rehearsal, but I did still, I don't know. I, I, I was nervous. I needed to leave. I was, these big stars were at the table with me. I, it, it was a big deal. So I, I got, I got back to Dallas. I was like, anyway, a couple weeks later, my agent calls me and says, well, Paul, they gave you a different role. I'm like, okay. So um, they gave me the role of reporter number four. Now, this was fantastic because in this scene, um, W is talking about the educational system. And I don't remember exactly what he's saying, but at the end of the line, it's something like, and then, or don't want to just suckle them on through. And my character, it's only one line. My reporter, we're at a, we're at a uh, you know, a press conference and I turn to another reporter and I go, did he just say suckle? And I'm like, I just got a great line. I just got a fucking hilarious line. Maybe it was just, did he say suckle? Anyway, it was the word suckle. It was funny. So I get there on the day of the shoot. It's changed. They, there's no longer, uh, there, it's no longer a press conference. Now it's. The bushes are coming from this big white building where they just had a meeting. Now they're walking to their car. They are ambushed by reporters. I'm one of the reporters. There are three reporters now with lines and they're all just like swarming around him and shouting their lines out and stuff. And, and they're like, Paul, we don't need to be a reporter. You go stand over there with well-wisher number one. Now you'll be well-wisher number two. I didn't have any lines. So when you, this is a terrible, this is Hollywood though. This is the way, you know, this is the way it is. It's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, Oliver, it was hot that day. Mr. Stone was very sweaty. He was probably in a bad mood because, you know, he, he likes to, you know, he wasn't comfortable. So anyway, so uh, the best part was sitting inside that, that in, sitting inside that air conditioned building with Elizabeth Banks. And I think Josh Brolin was there and, and, listening to Elizabeth Banks talk about how hard it was now to exist because she was so famous and she had to, she had to, yeah, she had to like, Oh, I felt so sorry for her. Oh, it just felt my heart just broke. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so um, when you see me in W, I only do movies about Republican presidents. No comment. No comment. Um, so you, you're going to be in the Trump biopic? Is that what you're saying? I hope so. Oh, I hope so. No, it's funny because, I mean, I, the, the same thing. This is what's funny. The same thing, same kind of thing happened with Reagan. It's it's just, it's it's hilarious. I'm not supposed to say great lines in movies about Republican presidents. I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure that, and I'm not saying I'm however I am, but you can probably take a guess and you might be right. But I'm like, I think all good lines are supposed to just be taken away from me in any movie that's about a, that's about a president. Actually, I could just say about a president because those are the only two I've ever done that were about presidents. But sorry, I kind of went off on that. But it's it's a funny story. I still get the residual checks. But if you watch W and you're looking for me, all you'll see is you don't even see the well wisher. They cut the well wishers line, so he didn't get a close up. They didn't. There's not even a shot of them coming out the door of the building. It's them walking away from the building, and it's a and it's just you see me turning around you see my little i think i, I think that little bald spot you see me turning around and shutting the door that's all you see and yet i it was a sag it was, i was a day player sag contract hotel all that stuff it was just like okay okay i'll take it that's all and the line that was taken away from me in reagan was today mr Today, Mr. Reagan, we're all Republicans, which is a famous line that actually was said by the uh, thoracic surgeon uh, who was who had just who was just about to remove the bullet from Reagan's body. Um, but I think the director was confused because we all had surgical masks on, and it was Dr. Benjamin Aaron's line. That's what I was playing. Okay. So I had two scenes. I had just a couple lines in each one. Well, just one in, when I was wearing a mask. And it, that was what the line was, which is a classic line and a great line. It would have been so good for my reel, you know, because it would have been a close-up with Dennis Quaid. And so we get in there. Unfortunately, I was wearing a mask because this is the same director who had COVID two days later. So um, uh, he points to another sur- another surgeon who looks pretty much like me and said, so, no, no, he just kind of goes, okay, so Dennis, you say your line, and Dennis said the line. Not sure he ever said the line as written, but he said the line, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't care. I'm telling tell that school. I don't give a shit. So um, <clears throat> so he said the line, and so then, the, then he goes, and y'all say, I think he said y'all, and y'all say, Today, Mr. President, we're all Repu-. and and this other doctor says, "Today, Mr. President, we're all Republicans." And I'm like, and so I say it. Today, Mr. President, we're all Republicans. And the director goes, "No, no, he says that." I'm like, uh, "Oh, really? Okay." Because in that case, I'm confused by the script. And he pulls out his script and he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some changes were made." I'm just like, "Okay." I didn't raise a stink. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy, but. As- you took my great line away, but later I was okay with it. Cause I'm like me saying that line. It's not right. That's all. That's what I'm going to say. It's just not right. So I'm not a big fan of uh, Ronald Reagan's. So, um, <laughs> so it works. For reasons. reasons. You are a fan of demigods in hell that feed on pleasure. And yes. not Ronald Reagan. And I think we can all be okay with that. Pinhead for president. Yeah, totally. Demigods. Oh, all right, I went off on that. No, I've never, you guys are the first to hear all that stuff. That is <laughs> awesome. I, I, you know, I, I did enjoy your performance, and you can tell there, there's a respect for that character. Like, and especially just in this interview, you can see there's a respect for that character, but in the performance for sure. 
Thank you. I had a great, um, you are speaking to Pinhead, right? Not my performance. Yeah, yeah. W. <laughs> great, back, great back of the head work. Um, <laughs> Gary was very good at directing me in that. Um, you know, I mean, I already had an instinct for it and I'd had uh, several weeks or maybe in a couple months to work on it. So I knew what I was doing, but <clears throat> when I was out in LA getting my head cast done, um, for the, so they could do the, the, the makeup, Gary showed me a scene from Star Wars and it was a scene, uh, with Moff Tarkin, which is Peter Cushing. And it's a scene with the, of course, Princess Leia. It's a scene that ends up with him destroying one of the two planets and, and, and one of them is her home. Alderaan. Yeah. Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah. I, you know, that movie came out in 1977. Seven. I was working at the movie theater. I saw Star Wars so many times. I was so lucky. Oh my God. I saw it so many times, the first Star Wars. So, you know, she she reaches forward and she goes, no. And Peter Cush and Moff says, Moff, I like to call him Moff. He says, um, they're far too trusting as he's walking away. And Gary just goes, there, that, there's your pinhead right there. That was it. So we had this shorthand if I was making anything too big, not that you, it's kind of hard to make things too big with that much makeup on, but at the same time, it works the other way that if you have that much makeup on, anything you move is going to be seen. It's kind of a, it was help. It helped. It was helpful for me to be subtle, but I still had to be more subtle. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. But um, so we had the shorthand. If things were too big, if I was too, Shakespearean or whatever, the, uh, he would say, he'd come up to me and just throw it away, throw it away. We're going to do it again. Just throw it away, throw it away. And right before he's, he'd say, um, um, action, I would just say to myself, you're far too trusting. Action. Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember a single pin headline right now, but it was, uh, I was well directed. It's probably the most, some of the, it is, Maybe the most subtle film acting we've ever done. I don't know, but uh, it's 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 a challenge because I'm really. I started out a real, you know, like dang, 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 musical theater guy. You know, make them laugh. Um, completely different thing. So I I I I want more than anything in my life to be a really good film actor and an excellent film actor because. And I know that that I have a lot to learn about it. I have a lot to learn about the business, and I have a lot to learn about the actual skill and technique of acting for a camera because it's it is um, it's the same in a way because there has to be truth. And uh, but other than that, it's like yeah, but it's the focus is you know. Your audience is this big and you're this big as opposed to on stage where the audience is this big and you're this big. It's, it's, it's a, it's a hell of a curve, right? It's a curve. And I, and I'm, I'm part of me is kind of, it's nice to be this excited about it. Um, at this stage in my life. Um, although it would be nice to just, already be a very accomplished established film actor as well you know with lots of big big roles and a big name but 
that that'll either come or it won't. All I can do is uh, just keep doing it and focus on getting bigger, better. Well, just better roles. They don't necessarily have to be bigger. They just just. Uh, but uh, but at the, not, end day, uh, hmm? the end of the day, I mean, yeah. not many actors. It doesn't matter how big they are. Can say they played an icon, and he is an icon. It, isn't it wild? I when I first got the role before we'd even shot it, one of my friends, one of my theater friends who I'd met in '86 or something when I first moved to Dallas and was doing the Rocky Horror Show, um, I was in the chorus getting my insurance, getting my uh, equity weeks so I could join the join the stage union, Actors Equity Association. While Kurt Rhodes was playing Frankenfurter, and he was already an established actor in the in the Dallas Fort Worth uh, theater community. Anyway, he's lived in New York for years now. I didn't need to tell you all that at all. You don't need those details. Anyway, I could just say an old theater friend of mine texted me and he simply said, congratulations on your instant cult status. And my, my, my brain just went, you know, it was like, whoa, no pressure. Um, <laughs> and then when I, the first night I arrived in Oklahoma, I was in the hotel I was supposed to start shooting the next day. I Google, I don't know, something popped up and it was a news story because, you know, the fact that the movie was, uh, how was the movie was being kept a secret. So Heather Langenkamp, who, you know, uh, had a cameo in that, um, uh, horror royalty. Uh, uh, she had just let it slip. I maybe she didn't know it was a secret. I don't know. She said, I'm in the next Hellraiser movie. So suddenly the day before I start shooting, the fans are online going, what the fuck? Who's playing? Doug Bradley's not in this. Who's playing Pinhead? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like, oh no, I haven't even started. And I thought it was, I thought I was okay with it all. And then I just had to be okay because, you know, what was I going to do? I'd done a lot of prep work. So I, I wasn't going to freak out, but it's like, nice timing. Thanks. Thanks for that. Oh, well. Yeah. It all worked out. Remember, they hated Michael Keaton as Batman. He's the best one. Sorry. And the so Batman. Batman. He's the best one. They hated Heath Ledger as Joker. Well, I love Heath Ledger as Joker. But also, Nicholson... So great. I don't love the quiet 20 minutes or whatever, the no dialogue of the the script of Batman. The last 15, 20 minutes of it. I'm like, can somebody say something? I just, I want some people to speak. It was just weird. It was just weird to me, but uh, maybe this Batman returns. Wait, that was Batman. I recently watched both of them. I recently got them both on Blu-ray because I'm like, why don't I have these on Blu-ray? So, um, so I just recently watched them one in a row, one two in a row, um, and I have I have some opinions. I do have some opinions about. I don't really like Danny DeVito as the Penguin. <gasps> oh my god! But he was brilliant. It, huh? It's an acquired taste, ain't it? I, just, I wanted some levels. We didn't get levels. We didn't get levels. We well, 
I just yeah. through the whole movie. It's like we got a weird penguin army. That's what we got. Down just for a, one scene. Anyway, whatever. He's playing an insane person. So you know, talk about <laughs> child abuse. Yeah, he was acting out. <laughs> but the design, his just I mean. I love him in the first half of it, and then and then the last, I'm just like, oh god, somebody kill him, <laughs> and then someone did. So, so let me uh, just kind of going off uh, Pinhead since that is your iconic character. Um, if you had any, if you wanted to, could choose to take him anywhere, where would you take him next? I would actually, <clears throat> I would do a direct sequel to Judgment. I, I I think that would be so cool. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but there was another scene written for Jophiel in Judgment. You know, the angel. She's back for for the last scene of the movie. She is in red. They even filmed it. She's in red robes, and she's being indoctrinated into a very high position in the Catholic Church. So she's in on it. And I think she was she was in that position so that there could be a battle, you know, a battle royale of some sort. And there has to be a pinhead. So maybe she becomes pinhead. But but as far as my character's story, I mean, this is, this is only if the Scarlet Gospels wasn't turned into a film. That would be like, yeah. you know, even with Doug Bradley as pinhead, I'd be, the, I'd be on board with that as long as they gave me a role as well. Um, <laughs> I'd even be on board for a Hellraiser remake with Doug Bradley as Pinhead as long as I got to play the uh, the <clears throat> guy who eats the bugs. What the <clears throat> you know uh, the 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 derelict. Well, maybe they'll turn Pinhead into a Republican, and uh, you will definitely be cast in that film. You know, you know what I with the great. You know what I want Pinhead's story to be in a direct sequel to Judgment. I wanted to start out that he's no longer poor. He's not a homeless person. He's been on earth for a while, but he's taken all of his knowledge. He knows a lot now. He still likes pain. He has, he, he's either in politics, I haven't decided, he's either in politics or he has uh, a really serious S&M club, uh, that kind of thing. But he's, but whatever he's doing as his profession, he is doing everything he can to get back in that position as as the, of the hell priest so um he's searching for a puzzle box he's searching 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 and it's his search to find to 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 regain to earn that position and he's been knocked down a few pegs so he's not arrogant anymore he just wants it so badly because his uh, he, he well i don't know Wanting to be a god, I don't know if that's arrogance. I think it's just, you know, natural. <laughs> it's a lot of humans have wanted to be gods. So anyway, I think it'd be really cool. And maybe Joe feel actually that maybe there's a female uh, a pinhead for a little while, but then there's a this battle at the end and rah, between pinheads. Battle between two pinheads, wouldn't that be cool? Ooh, that'd be yeah, it would be. So we'll see. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when the Weinstein's lost. 
everything, including the uh, the franchise. Um, all those things that have been said to me on set uh, about my future in the franchise kind of went bye-bye, along with um, Gary Tunnicliffe's future with the franchise. You know, it was just like, we don't know who's going to be in charge next. We just know that we don't have personal relationships with them. So... So, uh, but I understand now that Clyde Barker owns the franchise. So, uh, and I hear rumors that there's going to be a TV series and I don't know. I have no idea until I get a phone call or an email or I'm on a set somewhere. I'll believe it. I'll believe it then. But until then, eh. I would love to see Pinhead or Freddie or Jason get the television treatment. I'd like to see one of those stories play out over eight to 10 episodes. It really could. I mean, I bet it'll happen. It. I, I mean, Amazon, for God's sake, or uh, maybe Marvel. Marvel should own it. They can shoot it in Atlanta. <laughs> I, I mean, know. we're getting a Chucky TV series, so anything's possible. And, and I know Brad that's Dorf, is doing the voice, right? Mm-hmm. My uh, my cousin dates Alex Vincent. If you've ever met him, who played I Andy, I met him at a convention a couple years ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's actively involved in it too. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I love Chucky. I've always loved Chucky. They need Tiffany too. They need Tiffany. Hello? Yeah, they're all back for the TV show. It's a continuation. Nice. And what about what's the what's their child's name that did uh, the weird looking one? And we're a little Glenn or Glenda. It was Glenn. <laughs> that was so bizarre. Seed of Chucky was. It was something. <laughs> but I love Bride of Chucky so much. I do too. It's oh got God. one of the best horror lines and or best lines in the movie where he says, "I'm all rubber, baby." I love it. Yeah, yeah. I have a really, I have a, a high end Chucky uh, and Tiffany. They're like, I don't know. They're. Two feet tall, maybe, because I with glass eyes and all that stuff. I just I love it. I love them so much. And she, I think they both talk. Yeah, they both talk. Mm-hmm. I think I had I had a Tiff, uh, the Spencer's Tiffany that was like so tall, but I sold her at one point. I I don't know. I was <laughs> disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Paul, where can everybody find you online? Um. Uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, the real Paul T. Taylor because you know everybody wants to be me. So of course I had to do that. I'm at the real. Paul, <laughs> I, I'm kidding, of course. At the real Paul T. Taylor, uh, I have um, a Facebook fan page which is Paul T. Taylor. Uh, you can also just find me on Facebook as Paul Taylor, uh, but that's my regular personal page. A lot of people go there anyway, and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. So. Um, Twitter, I don't really even do. I don't remember who I am on Twitter. I might be, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm mostly, uh, oh, yeah, and my website where you can buy, you can buy autographed photos and stuff, but you can go to my website, uh, which is paultaylor.com. Okay. I'm going to jump on there and check out the uh, autographs for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's really Yay. cool. It's a pleasure. Huh? It was such a pleasure talking to you. You too, you guys. This has been fun. I, I like the pod, the whole podcast idea that you just like. It doesn't matter what you talk about. Just talk. You know. Yeah. I mean, when stuff comes out, you just go like, 
well, this is just me. It's who I am when I'm a little bit, a little bit elevated only because there's a camera, but, um, and, uh, but you know what I really miss those faces. Don't you guys miss faces? God, I miss people's smiles in public. <laughs> Nobody can smile at anybody else. It's all hidden now. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. this is so good. Yeah. Wait it's for staring it. when you stare at somebody to see if it's really the person you think it is because they have a mask on. Those are fun. Yeah, it's so creepy. And and <laughs> same time, you know, I mean, I, I always thought that I am kind of a loner and I kind of do hate a lot of people, but but <laughs> but it but this much loneliness is I don't know why I keep touching my nose. It's not running or anything. I don't know what I keep doing that. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> it's a little itchy. It's a little itchy. Um, oh, it's cocaine. Let's go. It's a great big line before we started talking. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to put all the links to your stuff in the description below. Everybody, please check out Paul. Paul, thank you so much for getting back to me. Oh, I've been waiting for this interview. I, I love talking to people. Yeah. And so thank, you for, thank you for the time. And uh, everybody else, have a great night.